go, folks. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, welcome to It's Not Rocket Science 5 Questions Over Coffee. I'm here with Jamie Keeling. Jamie is the Bulletproof Business Coach. I'm sure he's going to explain more about what that means. And we're going to have a great discussion over the next uh, 10, 15 minutes, however long Jamie wants to talk to us for. So I hope you've got your coffee ready. I hope you're ready for this. And uh, Jamie, welcome to, yes, yeah, brilliant. Welcome to It's Not Rocket Science 5 Questions Over Coffee. Thank you very much for having me, Stuart. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem at all. So, uh, Jamie, in, in just a few sentences, can you give us the, uh, the the lowdown on who your ideal client is, the problems that they face? I work with a lot of people who are starting new businesses, particularly over the last 12 months, which has been interesting with all the lockdowns and, and the effects of the pandemic. There's lots of people who are thinking more entrepreneurially. Um, so I've been writing lots of business plans for them in terms of helping them get startup funding um, and generally create a a good solid action plan based in reality, based in numbers that can help them achieve business success. Um, so startup business owners, new entrepreneurs is definitely a key market for me, but also established entrepreneurs, people who generally speaking, who are very good at their trade. They know their the front facing part of their business very well but there's holes in their knowledge when it comes to the business aspects because when you run a business you've got to have two skill sets right you've got to have the trade the product or the service knowledge that you deliver but you also know how to run a business and that's a separate skill in and of itself um, so established business owners from a few hundred thousand turnover to multiple millions in turnover um, I work with them at the director level to help them develop strategy, implement strategy, help to hold them accountable um, to make sure they get the results that they want in business. Brilliant. So what are the sort of problems that you've been you've been helping them with? What what are those those things they've been trying to solve on their own without help from somebody like yourself? A lot of it comes down to being able to see business as a system and understand the system dynamics of that business. So how how does how do all the different actions, all of the different cogs and wheels fit together? And when you change something over here, how does that affect things over here? Um, so it's I think the biggest thing is helping them to understand the numbers and actually have some numbers, have some numbers that they're looking at. You know, whether that that's traditional KPIs or managing cash flow. Um, KPIs are a big one, I think, for me, because, you know, when when you put a number to something, it makes it real. And it's measurable. It it becomes something rather than being a concept of what you would like it to be. And you start to get very specific because when you start to put numbers to things, you start to then be able to say, well, OK, so how are we going to get from this number where we are to this number where we want to be? Um, and so that's really powerful. Um, so it's about looking at when I go in with a client, I'll look at the business as a system. And this is true for business plans, right, at the startup stage, right through to established businesses, is first mapping the system, is looking at what are all the different moving parts and then finding the weak links, you know, which bits aren't working so well or are incomplete or even don't exist at all. And then we'll start to build a, a strategy and an action plan around strengthening or inserting links in the chain that need to be there. It's interesting you say that, actually, Jamie. It reminds me of a story. I'm sorry to take over with a story of mine, but I, I worked with a business owner who was in the process of taking on a business. So it's not, not necessarily somebody was establishing a business, but they were buying somebody else's business. And he asked me to just go in and have a look at what was going on in the business. 
And through that action, we discovered a bit of the business that just hadn't been properly exploited. And as a result, he developed a completely new service from a business that didn't even know it was there. So often that process of uncovering produces not only the sort of links you need to grow the business, but stuff that you didn't even know was there that was hidden under the surface somehow. Just by asking the right questions, just by going in and starting to talk to the right people, you get to the sort of, you know, even things that didn't exist. And this was just a, you know, input that was coming in from customers that they hadn't recognized was something you could use to exploit to become a new service. It's amazing how much data there is available in a business. Yes, even if that data is just conversations often, isn't it? 100%, yeah, and feedback from customers and clients is a big part of that. You know, a a big mistake is not encouraging that from your clients because of fear of negative feedback or they're going to say something we don't like. But actually, it's it's that stuff you need to be most aware of. It's the the gripes, the complaints, the problems. Like, that's the stuff you need to go towards and attack and do something about because ultimately that's what can make or break the business. Each of those are opportunities, let's face it, isn't it? So so often we look at those as negative, but in actual fact, an op- that's just an opportunity that you haven't yet exploited. So, yes. so we, I mean, we could obviously talk for the, talk on this for many hours, and perhaps we should, but but let's move on to things that are, that are more important. What's the, the, the valuable free action or valuable free resource that you can uh, give to the audience that would help them in some of the problems we're discussing at the moment? Well, there's two things. Um, the first is my app. I've developed a, a bulletproof app, which is basically a resource for business owners that contains a vault of tools and templates that they can use when it comes to business development and business management. There's also a, a free course on there for budding entrepreneurs, people who are new to or just getting into business, which is a free course on how to start a business. And that that comes with the the tools and resources, the templates that they will need to guide them through that process as well. And it takes them from, if needed, deciding what their business idea should be based on their qualifications, their skills, their experience and their interests, helps them to catalyze all of that in a meaningful way that then results in a meaningful and hopefully profitable business idea and takes them right the way through then to actually launching that business hopefully in a successful way so they're more than welcome to go and check that out Um, you can get that on the google play store or the app store and it's free to download and use the other one would be my own podcast which is optimize me now which i've been running for three years there's over 100 episodes now and it's an interview series where i speak to it's very similar to this actually where i speak to other successful business owners, um, martial arts world champions, um, people who've been through some serious adversity and find out how how they did it, basically. You know, what what led you to where you are today? How did you overcome the challenges and the, the struggles that were put in your way? And what advice can you give to other people who might be facing similar things? And I've really enjoyed that, that interview series. Um, it's been extremely, I mean, Purely selfishly, from my point of view, I've learned a hell of a lot. And it's been a real privilege to speak to such amazing people in in so many different ways. Um, And I really, well, I know that the listeners, uh, the audience already has got huge value out of that. And hopefully your audience can too. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Jamie. So, uh, Jamie, um, uh, we're we're, we're moving through this very rapidly. So uh, let me just come to the the fourth of my questions. What's the concept book or program that's most been impactful in your experience that you want to share i've thought about this question quite a lot because i've read a lot of books i went Mm. through a phase over a period of years where i was reading 50 books a year um 
and I've read a lot of great books. I think the one for me that has really stuck out that's purely business related would be Ray Dalio's Principles. It's a huge book, but I've read it four or five times because it's so valuable. The thing with books like that is you, you take so much away from it the first time you read it. But then when you read it a second time, all this other stuff jumps out. And then you read it a third time and all this other stuff jumps out. Um, so don't underestimate the power of when you find a good book, reading it more than just once. <laughs> and I think the other piece of advice I would give to people around books is there's a lot of books. You know, if you just look at the business section of books on Amazon, for example, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of titles. You don't have time to read them all. Like if you do the maths, I'm I'll be 35 this year. I've got probably, well, hopefully, let's say 65 years left on this planet. Let's go for around 100. If I'm reading even 50 books a year, we can do the math. 65 years left times 50 books. That's 3,250 books. And there's hundreds of thousands on business alone. And that's quite a scary thought to know that you just simply cannot get through all the content out there. And I make this point because it's very easy to get drawn into the trap of thinking that volume equals quality. And it doesn't. Just because you're reading 50 books a year doesn't mean that you're necessarily learning everything that you should be and certainly not implementing everything that you should be. So my advice to everybody would be when you find good books or books that keep get, getting recommended by people who you look up to, who you admire, who have achieved the things or similar things to that which you want to achieve, read them and read them again and read them again and read them again, because there's so much you can pull out of those books and you will not get it on the first go around. But the thing is, generally speaking, people are very good at reading books, very good at taking courses, very good at watching videos on YouTube. Where they fall down is the implementation mm, is actually yeah, taking what you've yeah taking what you've learned and thinking, right, how am I going to put this into my world, into my business? How am I going to use this to improve my results and actually then going and doing it? And there's a, there's a huge amount of testing and fumbling in the dark involved in that because just because something works for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you or indeed that is what you need so you know you've got to kind of try stuff on for size see what works and then do more of that i mean it's like marketing isn't it you like you throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and then the stuff that sticks you do more of and the stuff that doesn't you push to one side and try something new um and it's the same with the stuff that you read in books so my advice is find the the good books find the ones that are really relevant to you and your journey and where you want to be and you know maybe maybe create a short list of 30 to 50 of them and rather than reading 50 new books a year just reread those 50 books every single year but make the effort to implement the things that you're learning and if i can add one point to your implementation Jamie, because i think you're making a really valuable point and that the implementation is the secret source of actually getting something to happen in your business uh, a long time ago, a mentor said to me, if you can get up and be in your office, let's say you get into your office at eight o'clock in the morning, I get in a fair bit earlier than that because I actually like to do what you're doing. The first part of my morning is doing some reading and just some general education because I think it, the profession needs that sort of uh, approach. But if I can take that, that reading, if I can take that, that, that what I want to achieve that day, and if I cannot get to my emails, 
But if I can spend the first part of my morning achieving the one thing that day that will move my business forward, you will have achieved more than 99% of the people that you're currently competing with. Because most of the people will do their emails and they will never have achieved the one thing that will move their business forward. So just get into your office. Do that one thing that moves your business forward, even if that's one thing that's send an email or write a letter or write that advert copy or whatever it is. If you can do that one thing, you are 99 percent ahead of most of your competition because they will be stuck in their emails and not implementing. They'll be thinking. And if you can implement, you'll, you'll be ahead of them. So. I think Jamie's right. Implementation is the secret sauce to actually making your business more successful. And, and, that, and emails, I just want to add to that. Emails can be a real killer. And I've experienced this firsthand in, in previous businesses and seen other business owners suffer for it. Like I've seen people literally reply to emails all day, all day, and they've got nothing done. And you walk away from the day and like you've you've slaved your guts out. You've been in the office from seven till seven or however long it is. But you've not actually achieved anything apart from just having these circular conversations via email. Because, of course, when you get to a certain amount of emails, by the time you've res- responded to them all, the people you responded to first have responded to you. And then you've got a whole tranche of more emails to deal with. So I think email management is is really, really important in terms of managing your time. And I've got strict rules when it comes to this. So I've got three folders that I use, and I got this from the Productivity Ninja, but it works an absolute treat. I've got three folders, action, read, and track. And so I can go through a list of 200 emails and deal with them all in about five minutes. And the rule is if I can, if I can deal with what an email wants in two minutes or less, then I'll do it there and then as I'm going through the list. Anything else goes into one of those three folders. So action is stuff that I need to do. Read is stuff that I don't need to do anything with, but I need to assimilate the information. So I can do that in one of my energy lulls. So I've just had lunch. My body's busy digesting the food. There's less energy available for my brain. That's a good time for me to sit down after I've eaten and read those emails. And then tracking. Tracking is hugely important. My previous business where I was managing a team of 60, I had a lot of different people with lots of different tasks across all departments to keep track of and make sure that everybody else did the things that they needed to do. That was my primary role as managing director. And the tracking folder was invaluable for that. Every email that came through, whether it was one that I sent or one that was sent by someone outside of our organization or someone from inside our organization, If I needed to make sure that something got done by somebody, it went in there. And then every Friday, I'd go through that folder and ping off reminder emails and check emails to the people that needed to be checked on. And I never missed anything. And I used to hate it (laughs) because I was on them for every single little thing. But it made sure everything got done and nothing fell through the cracks. The other thing that I do as well is I will only check my emails at certain times of day. So usually it's around 10 a.m. and 3 p.m is when I'll sit down and I'll do that process. I'll go through the emails and then I'll set another time of day to deal with the action emails at a time that's most conducive to my energy levels for actually sitting it down and, and getting stuff done. Yeah, I, I had a conversation and I have a similar process. I check my emails three times a day. And the reason I do that is because my dad, who was a sales director from the old days when they didn't have email, told me, he said, we used to deal with letters three times a day morning when my secretary bought posting at lunchtime when I needed to fire off a bunch of things that had happened that morning and in the afternoon when the post came back in why is email any different to that and I'd say to him because it is dad and he went no it's not it's no different at all 
it's the same communication. It's just been moved from a letter to a to a screen, as he would put it. And I looked at him and thought, he may have a point. He might have a point. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. There's no need to check your email more than three times a day. And I'm with you. I can I can go through my emails and I can get them done in about 15 minutes. Those three times a day. 45 minutes a day on emails is more than enough. But let's not let's not keep going on this, Jamie. Let me ask you the the, the final question in the, um, in the in the in the few minutes we've got left. What's the one question I should have asked you, which I have not yet asked you? And if you don't mind, not only giving us that question but the answer as well, because otherwise we'll be left hanging for the answer. What a great question. Um, What's the relationship between numbers and action? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the question. Now let's, uh, I, I'm looking forward to the answer. Numbers, you turn numbers into actions and actions turn into numbers, right? So you take actions in a business and that translates into data, whether that's customer service data, whether that's sales data, profitability data, turns into numbers essentially. So it turns actions create numbers. Those numbers then, if you manage them and read them and understand what they mean properly, you can then turn those numbers into more actions. And it's that circular system of numbers become actions, actions become numbers that it's really important as a business owner and entrepreneur to understand. And it's, it's one of the reasons why you really must have a handle on your data capture, your data management and your data analysis whether that's from a customer service point of view or from an accounts point of view because when you understand those numbers and their relationships to each other from that you can then derive meaningful actions that can produce more of the results that you want and less of the results that you don't want in your business so just that one simple thing of understanding that your actions should become numbers and if you're taking actions that don't turn into numbers why are you you taking those actions yeah why are you doing it now, it could be one of two things. Either you don't need to be doing it and you're doing it when you should really stop. Or actually, there's data that's not being captured that should be, that's valuable to you because it's an action you need to take. But you don't know what the the external effect of that is or the internal effect of that is in your business. So actions turn into numbers, numbers turn into actions. So understanding that relationship in the wider system of your business, I think, is really important. And I think it's a really key concept, and I know many consultancies that have been built upon KPIs, scorecards, understanding those numbers, and often wasting the time around them. So people do not waste time around understanding what your business is about. It's really valuable. Jamie, this has been a hugely interesting conversation. I appreciate your time in, in coming on and spending a few minutes with us. Um, I'd just like to point out, if if people watching are interested in being able to get onto the news list, so the newsletter list, so they can hear when we're doing these. We, you know, the day before we do this, we, we blast out on all the people we know about and on social media. Uh, we're coming up with one of these conversations. They're hugely interesting, hugely valuable. James just added huge value to you, and I hope you've appreciated it. But if you want to get on and, and listen to what we're doing, uh, go to tca.fyi. It's very simple, tca.fyi forward slash subscribe. Even somebody as simple as I can understand how to get onto that list. And then you'll get to hear great conversations with people as interesting as Jamie. Jamie, thank you very much for spending a few minutes with us. I really appreciate the value you've added. 
Uh, I think uh, some of the stuff you've been saying is absolutely the right way to go. I know because the sort of stuff I preach. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to people like you. Uh, we are to build up the uh, the right thinking here. We don't want to take people down the wrong path. So, Jamie, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Speak to you very soon. Sure. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. No problem. Bye bye.